Uh, Bush and Richie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. Uh, Richie's going on to talk about um, getting credit where credit's due in the show you're about to hear. Yeah. And one thing I, I, I was remiss of me not to mention, but it was it was in my mind, but I didn't really want to get into it, was the fact that I feel like I should get some credit for doing this show, as you're about to hear, kind of normally, despite the, the, the tumultuous emotional uh, stuff that's going on in the background about being an Everton fan. <laughs> because uh, this evening, uh, at, the, at the date of recording this, uh, Everton playing a huge game against Crystal Palace, our position in the Premier League is under threat. Not only that's a huge week for Everton Football Club because at some point we're going to get the uh, this ruling about whether we, these 10 points that have been taken off us are going to still be taken off us. There's another load of points that are going to be taken off us, possibly along with Nottingham Forest. And there's the outcome of whether the takeover with 777 is going to happen or not. And if it doesn't, they'll want their money back and then we're in the mire, big time. <laughs> I would say that the five and a bit years that we've been doing this home time show, the statement of you need credit for doing it despite being an Everton fan is valid for every single show we've ever done. Isn't it weird though? Like, cause, like you guys, yourself and producer Adam are Arsenal fans, so yeah. you're, you're used to it, things going well. You're used to normally 11 winning... goals in the last two games. Well, this is it. And you're, you've got really magnanimous about it as well, which is nice. <laughs> But like, you're, you, you, no offence to you guys, but you've got no idea about hardship in the world no, of football. No, we haven't. You're quite right. So, uh, it, for me, the, the, the entire time we've been doing the home time show, it's just been like looking at the last few fixtures of the league season to see whether we're going to survive the Premier League or not. So, don't tell me that in August you've already started looking at the fixtures in May. You, you do. You look at really? you look at the running. But wow. I guess you guys look at the running for an entirely different yeah, we, reason. I, I look at the May fixtures thinking, where are we going to be lifting the trophy? Oh, my God, you can't make me sick. It doesn't necessarily happen. Worst fans right in the world. <laughs> I know a few people say it, but maybe you guys are. I don't know. But, uh, but there you go. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Now, sometimes in life, it's the little things that actually turn out to mean the most. Uh, I had some had some praise given to me this morning uh, that was it, it really meant so much. Oh wow! I need to tell you what it is. Uh, had the Tesco home delivery turn up, and uh, whilst I was loading the stuff out of the crates into the cupboards and into the the, the, the fridge and that, and you got the delivery chap stood there at the door. Uh, he he turns to me and goes, "Can I just uh, pay a compliment to your outstanding?" Standing directions and instructions on your order. And I just turned to her and stopped what I was doing. I said, thank you very much. Because I've always thought that I give really good directions, really good instructions. Uh, and sometimes sat-navs aren't good enough. You, you give a postcode and it'll, it'll just drop you maybe 100 metres away or whatever. I actually sort of say, right, you know, turn here, that, right at the end, on the left. You go that extra yard. I go the extra yard and it means they eat. And he said... He actually said to me, if all our customers were like you, it would make life so much easier. But quote-unquote, outstanding directions and instructions. Isn't it a shame that you can't have that as like a quote somewhere that you can display in public? You know, like an, an endorsement it in many ways. It would be great. TripAdvisor or, or what's that, you know, like um, check a trade. Yes. <laughs> but just for like normal people. <laughs> but the, it, it comes back to that classic phrase, credit where credit's due. It's, yeah, it's good. And it, it's, though, it's, it's always with the little things. You never get it. And I got it this morning and it meant so much. Credit where credit's due. What, what would you say you, you need more for? Credit where credit's due. I, I mean, I you know, I, I feel like I'm going to go to my grave without someone really complimenting me for how quiet I am when I walk around the house. <laughs> because I, I grew up in an old people's home. We lived in, this is no word of a lie, we grew up in an old people's home for like 10 years when I was a kid. So yeah. we lived above it. So we had to be super quiet, me and my brother, when we were walking around the house. We didn't want to wake the old ladies up. There's 13 old ladies that lived in the house. So I am ninja-like, even though I, I don't think ninjas are a thing anymore now. No. But if I was to take a ninja-type test in terms of silent manoeuvring and knowing where floorboards are, even a special walking style that I've perfected going up the stairs, 
completely silent. You wouldn't know I was there. <laughs> but no one's ever going to give me credit for that. So I the feel fact sad that you, for you. Thank you. Well, the fact that you've got that quote is something that you should cherish. Yes, Maybe get made into a badge. Uh, Jamie's in Edinburgh. Once got told if my face was as nice as my bum, I would be good looking. Credit where credit's due. Is that, uh, is that a compliment? <laughs> I'm not too sure that's a compliment. <laughs> it is if you look at the positive of having a nice backside, isn't it? It'd be great. Uh, I remember mean, there was a show not that long ago we were trying to draw our own bums. Do you remember that? It's <laughs> a dark time. Uh, Marcus, what is it for you? I take pride in uh, making sure when I make sandwiches I butter the bread perfectly to the edges every time. Wow. Um, it's quite an important feature, I think. Moisture barrier for the filling. And uh, It's interesting you yeah. say this because I get told off quite a lot by my other half, Katie, that I don't spread the butter around properly on, on the bread. Whereas I kind of think, well, as long as butter's in there, it doesn't really make too much difference, does it? Well, yeah, I think so. But I think there's a lot of pride that, that goes into the construction of a sandwich, uh, especially for someone else. And uh, and it's, it's like Tutankhamun's tomb. It's kind of like a hidden treasure that gets enclosed when you put the sandwich together. I'm sure Tutankhamun <laughs> will be over the moon with that particular <laughs> parallel. Marcus, you do deserve credit for this because a, a couple of observations. I've actually seen bush butter bread and you are bad at it. I've, oh, I've just on. never vocalised it. No, now, you do, now it comes out. You're heavy-handed with a knife. I, do you know what it is? I can't be bothered to wait for it to melt a little bit. What's your, yeah. what's your, what's your technique then? Do you let it melt a little bit before you start spreading it? Yeah, that, that's always a way. Room temperature that the best uh, and and spread towards the edge. Eat the job done. Like yeah. I wonder. You know, like you get like a is it a sommelier or whatever who's good with wine? Maybe there's a like a butter specialist who could come in. <laughs> Just, a a batelier. Yeah, that'd be so good. Marcus, they want you at Subway, but uh, <laughs> wherever you do work, they're lucky to have you. <laughs> Fantastic. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. Steph's hanging on. What do you deserve that credit for, Steph? Yeah, at the weekend we had um, uh, father-in-law over. <clears throat> we went to the local pub, having a chat with him. He likes a bit of a moan, but so do I. So it all talking about back problems. I'm, I'm in the middle as well, you know, 51 and a half years old. So I can talk to him about that. But then, you know, went for a beer and we had, we had a good chat about, um, about it, anything. And then... The um, yeah, my, my wife's friend's kid was over at the same same time, and we went for a dog walk. And he wanted to talk about dinosaurs. I go, I can do dinosaurs. I can talk about bad backs, and I can talk about dinosaurs. So you, what you're saying is then you should be given credit for shifting seamlessly uh, from chat about say lum, lumbago or sciatica, bad backs to <laughs> dinosaurs and prehistoric stuff. I think so. Yeah, I think I've got that range. It's a bit of a gift, yeah. isn't it? Because really, by doing some some ballpark maths here, you mm. have excelled in conversation with a ninety-year-old and a ten-year-old. This is what's happened. Yes, and uh, I just thought, you know, with, with your question, now I thought, well, actually, um, I did enjoy both conversations, and I think they did too, because um, we we connected and uh, yeah. And, it's, a, it's a good point because sometimes when you talk to people, you don't really know what kind of impression that you've left. But like, if you've shopped somewhere, they might email you the day after and say, "We just want to get your feedback. Would you give us a star <laughs> rating? Would you like that, Steph, just to see what you thought about the conversation about the diplodocus?" Yeah, maybe I should do that. I think certainly my father would like that, and we could probably carry on. But I, I'm not sure about it. Uh, I'd like to carry on too far with that. Dinosaurs, maybe. Well, you know, they are kind of linked slightly. No offence. It's a great idea, but trust pilot for conversations does begin to get a little bit frightening as well when your partner's then reviewing conversations. Imagine that. Imagine. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 listen, we're going to know you. We're going to put you down on our system right now, Steph, as Steph the all-rounder, the everyman. This is it. Yeah, well, I I think that's 
almost above and beyond, but thank you for that. This is The Daily Takeaway. Uh, we are going to announce tomorrow on the show who will be getting their 29th of February of their dreams. It's a day we don't normally have. It's a bonus. Uh, so at least do something with it that you've always wanted but never had the time to do. Uh, do you know one issue that's kept kind of bubbling up with this whole thing, despite the fact that I can't press the buttons properly, uh, is that this big question, do we work an extra day for free when mm. there's a leap year? Thought about that? Are we working for the man, an extra day for free? The lovely Shana from our HR department is here uh, on the line to answer your questions. Shana, great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I mean, this is really exciting. Is it is exciting for all of yeah. us? We're learning here. I was just going to say, um, when your producer asked me to come on the show, he said that um, he wanted an expert in HR, and I think that's the first time I've ever been called an expert. So I think I'm going to print out the email and put it on my fridge. <laughs> We're just mildly concerned that our uh, our producers are getting HR involved with uh, the show because well, we, we, we do inevitable. tread a line. <laughs> Well, fortunately, this is the first time I've heard from you, so... <laughs> okay. Phew. That's well, a flattering um, compliment. Watch <laughs> this space. Well, Shana, look, for most people, their worst nightmare is working for free. And much oh. as we are very, very excited uh, about uh, the leap day coming up at the end of February, yeah. uh, we are most concerned that as a nation that it's a, all a little bit of a ruse and we're all going to yeah. end up working an extra day for free because no one's adjusted yeah. uh, what we're earning this year despite the fact it's a leap year. Yeah, well, I can understand your concern and uh, I think you just um, took me on air to be the bearer of bad news for a lot of listeners here. Uh-oh, OK, it's a bad prognosis. Uh, <laughs> tell us about it, Shana. What, what are I people's rights in it, terms of leap years? I just want to line that up. So, basically, it will depend on what how you're engaged by a company. So if you're an employee of the company, usually you'd be paid an annual salary, which is you would usually get a 12 paid each month. So effectively, the company is paying you the annual salary no matter how many days you work in the year, which okay. means you're not entitled to any additional pay during a leap year. OK, because we, we, we did get a lot of texts from people saying, did you know that uh, leap year means you work an extra day for free, pretty much? Okay. That's quite a big, well, what you're saying, misconception with the general public, would you say? No, because essentially you are working an extra day for free because you get paid an annual salary, um, which means no matter how many days you work in that year, you're getting your annual salary will be the same. Now, what about if you are some kind of tradesperson uh, and you are self-employed? Uh, is it a little bit different for them? So the good news for freelancers and for ad hoc and casual workers is that if you're paid hourly over the month, and you work 21 days instead of 20 days, for example, you will be entitled to claim for those additional hours, which equates to additional pay. Shannon, can I just say, it's the first time I've heard the words good news and freelancer in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you, IR35. Thank you, IR35. Thank you, IR35. What I would say is that over the past few years, due to various circumstances, we have had some additional bank holidays, and our salaries haven't been prorated or reduced so I think this is just payback time. Payback time, what a way to wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have heard that there's people petitioning to make the 29th of February a bank holiday and I absolutely advocate for it. Well, yes. we, we've got uh, Shana and the HR department here at our radio station on board for that. It's lovely to speak to you. And, uh, yeah, thank you for giving us some intel. Thank you so much. This is The Daily Takeaway. The Daily Takeaway. The noise of the past. 
Bush and Ritchie's Sound of the Decades. Absolute Radio Sisters. That's right, celebrating the fact you can listen to this radio show with the decade of music that you love. Uh, we've isolated a sound effect from the 1960s uh, in honour of Absolute Radio 60s. Have a listen to this. Can you guess what it is? It's quite a weird one. Now, is this going to be one of our sounds of the decade that goes on the first day or goes for weeks and weeks? Let's chat to Rob. How are you, Rob? Good, thanks, guys. How are you? We're good, man. How has your Monday been? Uh, not too bad. Uh, busy at work, but yeah, not been too bad. Weather's been all right. Okay, it's kind of been 50 50 Midland. What kind of line of work are you in? Uh, I'm a manager for a construction company. Oh, right. So you get to walk around hard hat on and tell people to do stuff, right? <laughs> That's the one, yeah. That's a good man. Why the yeah, weather is important to him if he's uh, if it's not just being a British British kind of stereotype. Totally. Yeah. Uh, have you got your own port cabin that you put your feet up in and watch people, you know, yeah. doing the work whilst you're having a Mars right. bar? Most definitely. <laughs> I'd love my own port cabin. Why should that be so good? Well, it can be sorted out. Let's get that just off to the side of the radio station. We're moving soon. I might put in a word. <laughs> now, Rob, um, look, we don't want to blow our trumpets here, but we're imagining the radio is an important thing on the construction site. Uh, what is your absolute radio station of choice to consume um, the home time show with? It'd be 80s, absolute 80s. Are you an 80s lad? Okay, that's cool. And is there a band in the 80s or an act in the 80s that you love more than any other? I'll oh, probably be madness, I reckon. He's a nutty boy. He's a nutty boy. He's a bit of a nutty boy. Uh, well, look, Rob, it's a sound from the 60s uh, for this particular sound of the decades. Let's just remind ourselves of this brand new sound this evening. I was going to ask him what he was doing in the 60s, but I don't want to get a slap in the face, because so, I don't know Rob's age. So, <laughs> Have a listen one more time, Rob. It's a tough one. What's he right. guess, Rob? Oh, I think it's a... Coffee percolator brewing. Is this another thing that you might have in your uh, in your little portal cabin there, where everyone else is freezing outside? <laughs> uh, slightly more modern one, maybe. <laughs> he wasn't denying <laughs> he it. He was not denying it. We know management. That uh, right. <laughs> Coffee percolator. I can hear that. I can hear it. It's a good guess. Let's find out. You're a loser, uh, and you have lost. Sorry, Rob. It was a good suggestion to start things off. Uh, what are you going to do for the rest of this evening? How are you going to deal with this? Go on, put your feet up and watch a bit more TV. He lives the dream, this guy. <laughs> I love back, him. Back to his porter cabin tomorrow. Uh, we yeah. return with Sound of the Decades tomorrow. Another chance for this signed home time digital radio. This is the Daily Takeaway. Daily it's time for the thing we do every Monday night. Only good news. We've proved through science. You can. Uh, we'll send you the workings if you want it on request. Uh, we've proved that hearing about things going well for other people helps boost morale overall. So look, if something's happened to you recently. Even if it's a tiny thing and you're chuffed about it, tell us, because we'd love to hear. It's 8, 12, 15 to get involved. Guy, what is your good news? Well, we uh, work two doors down from the Sainsbury's and Monday mornings are, are tricky enough anyway, so I always go there and uh, treat myself and my apprentice to uh, some fine Belgian milk chocolate and salted caramel cookies. And oh. usually come in four, so I bought them back today, popped it open, and would you believe there are five in there. Wow. Now, Guy, as a, as a bit of an aficionado on cookies, are you talking these kind of like um, uh, paper bags that are, are made in store and they're more bespoke than maybe uh, your, your big package? They are. And, uh, and, well, again, another reason for going on the Monday is if you leave it too late, you can go there and be stuck with the regular ones or the white chocolate ones. So you've got to get there early to uh, to avoid the rush. Co- cookie so, tactics here from Guy. And what a lovely um, what a lovely person you are buying cookies for your apprentice. You normally have two each then if it's a normal pack of four, right? 
Uh, well, I like to think I'm setting a, a good example, but uh, here's another piece of uh, good news that because she's a, a, um, a good person, she's officially given up cookies for Lent. So they're <laughs> mine, all mine. So all five for you. Over the course of the, the week, one a day, that will... Uh, no, 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 no. How, no. how on earth do you, do you have the self-restraint to just do one a day? This is madness, Guy. Again, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm in my 50s now. It takes a bit longer to shift the timber than it used to. So, uh, yeah, everything comes to heat and wick. Yeah, but Guy, okay. those fresh bags of cookies that we were describing at the beginning of this phone call, they are generally meant to be eaten within 24 hours of baking. That's going to be like, eat, it's going to be like eating a coaster come Friday. Well, the thing with the paper bags is if you seal them correctly <laughs> afterwards, they form a, a, a vacuum wow. and they keep them in a relative state. And by the way, I heard you speaking to Marcus earlier about the butter. <laughs> the best purchase I've made in the past three years is a metal vacuum butter dish right. that keeps the butter at perfect temperature and spreadable even out of the fridge using the same principle we've just talked about for the cookies. Guy, I would say you've got an answer for everything, my friend. You've got an answer for everything. So uh, it's good to speak to you. And, yeah, well, let us know how you get on if you've got the, the self-restraint not to absolutely smash all those cookies by the end of the week. Well, what, should we check in with him? Right, we'll call you back on Wednesday. Yeah. And we're going to find out whether you've eaten all those cookies or not. Because I'm, I'm with Richie on this. I don't think there's any way you're going to divvy these out one a day. No one's got that self-control. Um, we'll see. You're on. You're on, right. Meanwhile, I'm going on a, a very popular online shop to buy a metal vacuum butter dish. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Heidi Golden Palace has got in touch to say that his juvenile colt won for the second race in a row. Oh, fantastic. Don't know what that is. It's a horse. Is it a horse? Phew. Uh, <laughs> Thomas Walker's been on to say that he's brought his records down from the loft after 35 years and it's giving him lovely memories. Uh, Colin, what's your good news? Yes, uh, my wife Carol and I were off to Australia tomorrow to see our brand new twin baby granddaughters. Oh, wow. Amazing. You must be uh, beyond yourselves in excitement to be able to see them. Oh, yes. They're only two weeks old. They were they were born two weeks ago Sunday. Wow. Colin, do you know what? Look, a, a, a trip with the other half to Australia for a couple of weeks would be fantastic, even if you didn't have uh, twin granddaughters to go and visit. You must be doubly happy. Well, it's uh, it's not a holiday. It's more going uh, babysitting to help out the after the kids. Amazing. So, I mean, it must be weird when, you know, because this does happen a lot and you see it on the TV where people up sticks and go and start a new life in Australia. How's that been for you as as, as parents and then now grandparents? Um, Stephanie is, uh, is Carol's daughter. She's been out there for about 10 years or so. So uh, we go out and see them every three years or so if we can. Um, but in this day and age, it's much easier to keep up to date with people with... Uh, video calls and everything else and so we've we've seen the kids and uh, they've got uh, they've got five other kids as well so uh, oh you really are going to be important then your wow. visit isn't it well they've got they've got um four they'll have four kids now under four years old and they've got three teenage boys as well so uh, it's wow. not too late to co uh, cancel colin if you want it sounds like a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> but they've, they've got they had five boys and now they've got uh, two girls have turned up now, which uh, that's the most exciting uh, thing. And what are the girls' names? They're called Amara and Arabella. Wow, great names. Lovely, fantastic. Well, you better start packing, Colin. <laughs> We're ready to go. And is there one thing that you're going to bring over from, you know, the United Kingdom to your family in Australia, or maybe for the girls? Um, we've got a funny little toy for them, which is a little crab that crawls across the floor. 
Brilliant. Let's hope they don't pull that one out of customs and you've got to explain it. (laughs) Take some Marmite for them as well. They'll be missing that instead of that Vegemite muck. You're not allowed to take food into Australia. Oh, Oh, you've not seen Border Patrol all over it is, Richie? (laughs) (laughs) Good to talk to you, Colin. Okay, thanks, guys. Our spirits are lifted by Leah and Jared. Uh, Leah says, we got married on Thursday. I am now a missus. Do you know what? I say it so often, Thursday is the new Friday, welcome to the weekend. A lot of weddings on Thursdays these times. It is, it is. And it's, uh, no offence, but it's cheaper as well, isn't it? <laughs> well, that's true. Everyone's a winner. Hi to Joe in Redditch, who says, uh, she found a tenner on the floor, split it between her two granddaughters, and they bought a thuggler each. <laughs> says, yes, everyone needs one of them in their life. Uh, if you're a parent, or even not a parent, and you've never heard of a fuggler before, have a little look at it online. It's the creepiest-looking toy you've ever seen in your life. Jono, what's your good news? Uh, my good news is I've got two days off work as of tomorrow. Uh, I'm also getting uh, paid. So, therefore, I get to have a Donna kebab. Oh, wow. See, this is what good news is about. Even exactly. the little things are good news. This is great. So you've got like a convergence of some amazing things. Day off, getting paid at the same time as day off, and then going for a, a kebab this evening. You must be beyond excited. Well, yeah, literally beyond excited. There's excited, and I've gone, well, I've gone way beyond that. You can tell in his voice. Yeah. What are you going to have in it, Jono? Uh, this time I'm going to go for chilli sauce and salad. Okay, so nice. I like that you're pushing into new areas. And question, question: When you go and get this uh, kebab, do you eat it in the car, or are you going to bring it home and have it with like a plate and knife and fork, like a civilized person? Well, I've, I've become civilized. So these days, I actually ask for like a tray and everything. Otherwise, I'd eat it off the counter. But um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take it home and try and be civilized for once. You can't sit in the car if you've got two days off. You can't be sitting. Can't in the be sitting. You look like you're doing a stakeout in the <laughs> 1970s police movie or something. So you can't be doing exactly. that. <laughs> it's great news, John Owen. We're delighted for you. Enjoy that kebab. Will do. Thanks very much. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Well, thank you very much for uh, enjoying, I hope you've enjoyed, uh, The Daily Takeaway. Uh, someone who, as, as said at the beginning of the episode, hasn't been enjoying things is, is Bush having to... having to. Uh, and you you have turned up and it's been a, it's been a great show today. It's one been of, a great show one despite of our what's been going ones, on. Despite what's been going on at home in your personal life, your footballing personal life. Yep. Um, it was actually 21 goals in five games. I should have uh, got me, me me facts and stats a little bit better. It's good to clarify. Hopefully you won't choke like you did last season. Oh, oh I was going to say, I was going to say I've got free reign and access to the television tonight in solidarity. <laughs> Too late. I was going to become a toffee man or whatever you call yourselves. Nah, nah, nah. But... Uh, no. Well, there the you go. The, the the real football relationships on this show laid bare in a slightly awkward <laughs> podcast end. That's what you would have wanted. Slightly.